It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome to the show, Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. And as always, I appreciate you taking the time and being with us here now. Today's um, show is about lessons learned and grief observed and life journeys. Life comes at us from all different angles. Sometimes it's full of joy. Other time it's full of sorrow. Our journeys are different and full of opportunities for growth. We're never static even when we feel stuck. Today, I will be um, talking with two wonderful guests in very different seasons of life, both learning from their experiences and offering it to impact the world around them. Today, I have Ella Wright and Maria Brown Hurd. Ella, how are you doing today? Good. I'm in, I'm calling in from California instead of Indiana, so that, that's exciting, but I'm doing good. She's on vacation, you guys, and she decided mm-hmm. to join us. Can you believe it? <laughs> it makes me so happy when she does that for me. And Maria, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I, I have no complaints. Glad to be here with you. Well, I'm so excited to have you both with us. And Maria, where are you gracing us from? I live in Willard, Utah. Yeah. So she's. She's actually like, what, 30, 20 minutes, 20, yeah, about 20 minutes from Ogden area yes. from where I'm at. So yes. both of you, I'm just so excited to have you with us. And today's show, Lessons Learned Along the Way from Different Seasons of Life. And this is really about us. This is where we're at. And we've experienced, we're all three in different seasons. And I enjoy this so much as we continue to move forward. Um, listeners, you know, I love just to get grounded and I invite my guests to do this. So and cross your legs and cross your hands, keep your hands free, put them on your lap, close your eyes. And as we begin this little breath um, meditation, I invite you to breathe in through your nose and then out through your no- mouth. So breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Another deep breath in and release. And then bring your hands up to your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. And say to yourself, I am worthy of my love three times. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. I am worthy of my love. Take another deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And then tapping three times on your chest, repeating the word accept. Accept. Accept, accept. Another deep breath in and releasing. Listeners, I hope as you took this moment to breathe with us that you allowed that breath to go all the way through your body from your nose all the way down into your toes allowing that breath of life, just taking that time to be and to be present at this time. Let's take one more deep breath in and release. You all know by now that I love my affirmations and um, I haven't written on my, my walls, my mirrors. And my guest Ella has been in my house and she will witness that I have done this. And affirmations to me are something that is very important because our mind is very powerful. 
and we can retrain our thoughts. And at the end of the day, a lot of times we're the only one listening to ourselves. And so it, it is very important that you're saying kind words, kind things about you, to you. And so I have my new affirmation cards, you guys. I'm so excited. I got them all ready to go. So these are my now affirmation cards and you can get them online, shinenowornever.com and you can order them. There's 52 in the, in the deck. Um, so today's affirmation is I create and accept healthy boundaries. This is awesome. I create and accept healthy boundaries. So Ella, when I read that, what, what came to your mind? I create and accept healthy boundaries. I think I think what I like about that is I think oftentimes we focus on creating healthy boundaries of being able to protect ourselves, but I don't know the last time I heard someone talk about accepting healthy, healthy boundaries and making sure that you're the type of person that can respect what someone else needs to feel peace in their life, even if it is maybe not your ideal scenario or you wish that it was different. So I think that's just the first thing that stood out to me was not only setting healthy boundaries, but being willing to accept them so that others have that. I love that. And um, that just listeners, Ella has a podcast and I want to say two weeks ago, three weeks ago, her podcast was on boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so when I read that, I'm thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, here we go. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. universe already is, um, connected with us right now and the importance of healthy boundaries and accepting them and accepting boundaries from other people, not only for ourselves. Maria, what did you think when I read that affirmation? I felt that, uh, I felt, yes, the whole thing that you, you have them and you create them. So not only do you accept them, but you have them. And we do need to have uh, boundaries in our life um, because we have all kinds of people coming and going in our life. And uh, some of them, we have to have boundaries for ourselves and them. It's just the way it needs to be. (laughs) Listeners, write that affirmation down. I create and accept healthy boundaries. And as we go into today's show about learn lessons um, and life's journey along the way, creating healthy boundaries are part of our life's journeys. And those boundaries are going to change as we evolve or revolve throughout our lives. And so healthy boundaries are great, but remember, they're not always in stone. <laughs> they will continue to evolve and change depending on where we're at personally in our lives. And also remembering to accept others, other boundaries from other people and with out of respect and love coming from a place of love towards them and for them, even though we might not agree. I didn't say we have to agree with it, but you're doing out of respect for them. I want to um, go into a little bit. I want to introduce both of you, but Maria, I told you, I'm going to put you on the spot. And so I would love you, a lot of times I read the bios and this and that, but I would love you, Maria, to tell us a little bit about what it was like to be an, what do they call it, El, Hell Air Force Base? Like, what do they call them? Well, um, I was born at Hill Air Force Base eons ago. They don't do that anymore there. I believe they use Davis Hospital now. But uh, yeah, I was an Air Force brat. Maybe that's, that's what, what it was. I, I was afraid if I said brat <laughs> and I wasn't one, I would be offending you. Uh, no, that's what the term was, you know. Okay. But I never felt like I was a brat. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. My dad was in the Air Force for 20 years, and uh, we were fortunate that, uh, well, I moved, we moved to Colorado when I was five, and my dad worked at Lowry Air Force Base there in Denver, and we, we lived in uh, a suburb, uh, Aurora, Colorado, from the time I was five till I was 12. 
And then when I was 12, we went with my dad to a new place. (laughs) We went to Okinawa and we were there for three years. And we had a wonderful, great time as a family. Uh, It was cherished. It was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I bet that was um, during that time, 12 to 15, that you, it was impressionable. You remembered, I'm Mm -hmm. sure, a lot of it because that's a great age to be there. Oh, Um, yes. What was one of the main things you learned when you were, when you lived there? What was something that you could share with our listeners right now about an experience possibly that you had? Uh, I think that uh, I, I saw just, uh, hmm, I saw people living differently on a different level than I lived, even though we're visitors in the, you know, land of Okinawa, uh, our culture, American culture is different than the Okinawans, the Japanese culture. I liked a lot of things that they did, but certainly I saw they lived differently. Their standard of living was different. Mm -hmm. But you know what was uh, a good thing to learn? They were still kind and loving people. Uh, so when we, we, we were there the three years, a year and a half, we lived off base and a year and a half, we lived on the base. So the year and a half we lived off the base, we rented, um, a three bedroom, small home, uh, one bathroom, um, from an Okinawan man. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, we called him. Papa-san, he he was an old uh, man. Um, He's, my dad would go pay the rent and he'd visit a little bit. They had broken English. Uh, But my dad once was invited in to to sing and play their piano. They had a piano. We could hear it from our house. Somebody played it. I think it was a a granddaughter Mm -hmm. uh, that normally played it. And uh, when my dad talked about it to Papa San, uh, he had my dad come in and play. And uh, so friendships can be made uh, to other cultures, other people, different standards, but love and friendships and being kind hmm, are the same all over. I agree with that. And I appreciate you sharing with us that. Ella, I want to ask you a little bit about you. And we have about four minutes before our first break. So <laughs> you are a, commu- a communication enthusiast. What is that? Tell me what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um- I think I, I enjoy using the term communications enthusiast versus a communications expert because I think it's really hard for me to call myself an expert, which I, I do have a master's degree in organizational leadership. And I something like I've done communication for years. I'm still very young in my career. So I like using the term communications enthusiast as someone who's like actively and like lifelong pursuing an understanding of communication. Um, and yeah, I think a little bit about what that like needs in my life now. So I'm currently a leader. Um, I'm a manager of leadership and talent programs for a large tech company. And then as you said, Karen, I do have my own podcast. And I think what's so cool about communication is that it is very broad. Um, obviously when you say the words communication, people can think about written communication or Um, verbal communication or conflict or public speaking. Like there's so many things that that encapsulates. Um, But I think where my biggest passion lies is just helping individuals be able to articulate their experiences and their thoughts in a confident way. And so that's something that I get to do at work as I coach and develop people. And also as I 
um, you know, teach development to leaders. And then also that's what I aim to do through my podcast um, is interviewing people and sharing different strategies. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what it looks like in a practical way, but also I just like the title of being an enthusiast versus being an expert um, because I never want to stop learning. And I think that's really important. Um, Tell us the name of your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called Start the Conversation. Um, Maybe not very creative, but really direct, right? So it's (laughs) it's all about conversation starters. And I've interviewed people and um, I I have had an episode about boundaries or I took one episode through a framework called Compassionate Confrontation um, or other episodes have gone over different social theories or just different like Um, social situations, whether it's how to start a conversation with someone who has different political or religious beliefs, or simply just how to have a conversation with like a family member or a spouse about changing a behavior that is challenging for you. Um, Yeah, that's my podcast, Start the Conversation. And I just want to say that is very important. I love what you're how you're talking about the conversations and how you start it, because a lot of times being direct is very important mm-hmm. um, and knowing who your audience is, is also very important. And so when we go into, we're going to get ready to go into break, but when we come back I want to deep dive just a little bit about conversations had that you've had. Um, and yes, you're, you're a lot younger than we are both Maria and I, but you have a gift of communicating. And I would love as when we come back listeners, Ella is going to share with us some of the gifts that she has with communicating and how you have those awkward conversations or those ones that kind of you're like sweating bullets going, I do not want to confront this. I am not personally. I hate conversation. Like I hate it. I rather avoid it and shut the door and walk out and pretend like there's nothing wrong, but that is not healthy. And that is also boundaries, part of our affirmation. So we're Mm -hmm. going to go into break. And when we come right back, we'll dive deep with Ella and Maria after this message. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. If you just joined us, we are with um, two of my favorite guests today, Maria Brown Hurd and Ella Wright. Maria has been in the, what, born in the Hell Air Force Base. She's been married for 50 plus years, just about. She got married shy of 18 and she has been on 21 cruises and has been on African safari. So we are so excited to have Maria with us today and Ella. Ella is a conversation enthusiast. She will not call herself an expert, although I would say even for who she, at the age, she's always like, well, I'm not not an expert because I'm younger. But to me, you are an expert. You can be an expert and continue to learn and always learning. Experts never stop learning. That's why they're experts. And so remember that you can be enthusiastic and an expert all in one. Before we went into break, we were talking a little bit, Ella was talking about Um, conversations. And there's difficult conversations. And so uh, my question to you, Ella, how do you approach a difficult conversation when you might not have the answer? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think the first thing is just like being willing to accept that you don't have all the answers. I think sometimes people go into a conversation um, and if they don't have all the answers, they are less open to having the conversation as a whole. And by that, I mean, like, you know, Maria, if you and I are going to talk about a disagreement or a difference, or maybe I don't understand something about your life. If I think that I know everything about you, then, you know, what's the point of the conversation? So I think the first Um, One of the principles that I practice in my podcast and I try to practice in my life is just curiosity. And the other one is persistence. And so I think those are two principles to think about is like, am I genuinely curious about this person? And with persistence, am I willing to recognize that I might not even get all the answers at the end of this conversation? Um, Because sometimes the purpose of a conversation isn't even to find all of the answers. It's just to create further trust and understanding and know that those answers will come later. Um, However, when it comes to, let's say, you know what you do want to get out of the conversation, you know that you have a spouse or a team member or a friend or someone who is really challenging you and you need them to change something. Um, One of the frameworks, it's been one of my most popular episodes uh, that I've shared is called Compassionate Confrontation. Um, And that's all around sharing observations, expressing a feeling, describing a need, and then making a request. Um, So that's another method that I've found, which also involves a lot of curiosity and persistence. Um, But it's, it's saying, you know, hey, Maria, I've, I've observed that you know, I get really anxious when you, you know, you get on your phone while we're talking. Let's use that as an example. Um, And then at the end of the conversation, think, would you be willing to make eye contact with me when we're having a hard conversation? So I, I think hard conversations, there's so many different categories, but I would say in general, the principles of like curiosity and persistence are important. And then if you do have a specific outcome that you want, always asking it in the form of a request instead of like, Maria, why don't you ever make eye contact with me? Like, can't you just put your phone away? I think like asking it in the form of a question always allows the other person to agree to share their own thoughts. Um, And so I really like that framework of making requests instead of just like making demands at someone. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. No, I love that because I think so many times, um, in a conversation or we're quick as humans to attack someone else. Like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? Why are you cleaning the toilet that way? That's not how I taught you to clean the toilet. Like whatever the conversation is, right? Whatever yeah. you're all of a sudden seeing. And although, um, you know, there's more than one way to have conversations, but the attack mode is never the, the best way to go about it. And um, I know I've heard, well, I've, with counseling and things that I've gone through, Instead of saying, you make me feel, Ella, like this, you make me, it's like, 
I feel this way when you're not looking at me in a conversation, when you're on your phone. And I think just those little words, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's not about the person you're talking to. Because at the end of the day, really, the conversation is something that's from within you. Totally. Right? It's and- your curiosity. It's you're requesting something. You're not understanding a feeling or a trigger that's happening that's been caused by a spouse or a friend or a team worker. And so with those triggers, Ella, how would you go about that? Like, let's, you know, wh- whichever dynamics we want to talk about, if it's a team member or spouse or a friend, there's triggers that we get sometimes from other people. And as you have been triggered, let's say, you know, we're all triggered somehow. Do you have like a little example of something that triggers you? I'm being raw and authentic here. So be vulnerable as much as you want to. And then how did you work through that trigger or the conversation with that person? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to share. So I'll, I, I think probably the best thing to do is just walk through the four steps of compassionate confrontation. And it, and you've led up to it perfectly talking about owning your own feelings. Um, so like an example, I have um, your son, I'm married to him and it's wonderful. Um, but whether it's in a marriage or you live with someone or a business partnership, right? You, anytime you're spending a lot of time with someone, there's all these tiny little conflicts and not all of them need to be addressed. Um, but one difference that Dayton and I have, um, in that probably a lot of men and women have is like, he's always ready to go and walk out the door and I need to like gather my things, finish getting ready. I always have like a banana or I have my water, right. I'm like collecting all these things as if I'm like going on a camping trip when really we're like going to the store. Um, but there was a time where he, he was like, all right, we need to be ready to go in five minutes. And I, he would always come, or sometimes he would come to me and be like, Hey, we need to leave right now. And I'm a very time oriented person when I, it works better for me. If you say, Hey, we need to leave at 1030 or we need to leave at eight o'clock. Because if you come to me at 1025 and say that we need to leave at 1030, I need to plan my time different. Right. And I'm sure people are thinking of, you know, just those little things We're like, Oh, it's, I prefer it to be done this way. And Dayton's not doing anything wrong and neither am I. It was simply just a difference. Um, so the four steps of compassionate confrontation are one, share an observation, two, express a feeling and own it, just like you said, Karen, three, describe a need, and then four, make a request. And so what that looked like when I had this conversation with Dayton after a few different times where he would come to me and be like, hey, we need to leave right now. And I and it, it that just wasn't working for the way that I like to work. Um, so I said, I started out with an observation. I said, hey, lately I've noticed that you'll come to me right before you want to leave the house. So one sentence. I don't go into a story and I don't bring up tons of past time. Just, hey, I've observed this. Or you can say, when I hear you say that we need to leave in a few minutes, right? So sharing an observation, it's a fact. And then I just expressed a feeling. I said, I feel nervous because I'm not prepared to leave at the same time you are. Once again, you want to keep it to one sentence. You don't launch into you make me feel nervous or you're making me anxious or you're rushing me or you're not being considerate. It's just, I feel anxious or I start to feel worried that I'm not going to be ready on time. And then describing a need. And so it's really important to start this with, like, it's really important for me to plan out my day, or I really value being able to leave on time while also having everything that I want to have when I leave the house, or it's a priority for me that we're on time and that I'm fully prepared. So those are the types of sentences I encourage people to start with of like, I really value X. I really, it's really important for me to X. And then lastly is just making that request. So starting the sentence with, would you be willing to, or would you consider? So I just asked Dayton, 
would you be willing to let me know the night before what time we need to be leaving the house in the morning? And often this happens when we're like traveling and he, you know, he's maybe set a schedule that I'm not on the same page as. Um, but altogether, instead of it being this huge, I would say a blow up, right. Or this thing that I'm keeping bottled down for weeks. And then one day just exploding on him, it was just a very simple, Hey, I've noticed that you come to me right before we're ready to leave the house. I feel nervous when that happens because I'm not ready to go. It's really important for me that we're on time and that I'm prepared. Would you be willing to let me know what time you want to leave the house the night before? And that was, you know, four or five sentences, really simple. And then you just ask that, would you be willing or, you know, how would you feel? And you open it up for the other person to agree or disagree. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's been one of the most successful methods that I've found. And I'll just bring it back to those, um, principles of, of curiosity and persistence, um, -hmm. compassionate confrontation comes from a place of being curious and open about the person and assuming that they're not doing anything maliciously. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worked really well. And I love the fact that you're, you, you're not, rehashing, rehashing story after story after story, 20 Mm -hmm. times, 50 times. It's not labeled. Oh, I've heard this one before. Here we go. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one sentence. You're, you're direct, but kind. Hey, I need X, Y, Z. And, and I love that. And I think so often in relationships, we rehash and we, we get emotional. And in the reality of it, it's not that big of a deal that it can't just be handled with the simple conversations because Feelings are important mm-hmm. and it can lead to bigger deals if we don't take care of the smaller things. And um, Maria, I, I know there's, you've had a beautiful journey throughout your life. You've experienced so many things and I want, I want to ask you a couple of things, but before I dive into something that we talked about during break, um, what would a whole new world in your mind be like? I know this is kind of, whoop, but <laughs> I want to go into that conversation just for a moment. If you could create your own world, a whole new world, what would it be like? Okay. So what would it look like? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, to be honest with you, it's a little bit like now. Okay. A little bit. Uh, My husband and I are both retired. Uh, I do, we do what we want. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. We, uh, I design my life. Uh, so hmm, if I want to uh, have a small business, sure. It's, uh, if, do, if I want to go traveling, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I want to make a new friend, go out to lunch, uh, travel, You know, we do. So I really have a pretty good life. (laughs) I love that. I do. It was interesting today. I was out on my, out hiking on the trail. And um, a couple of days ago, I was with, uh, talking to a friend and she said something, you know, when you're sitting on the airplane and you have someone next to you and you're like, hey, what do you do? Like to start a conversation. What do you do? She goes, why don't we ever ask? Who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you? And so on my post today, I did a quick little video. Who are you guys? If today was the last day you took your last breath, would you have any regrets? And I'm not talking about the bucket list because those I love bucket lists. Don't get me wrong. But would you have regrets? Meaning, would you have had that hard conversation with someone? Would you have told someone how much you love them? Would you have asked forgiveness? Would you have, or have you taken the time to know who you are as a person, you yourself? Because at the end of this day, this life, this journey we're on is about us as an individual, us as a spirit, us as a soul, finding our way along our paths. If you were to die today, would you have regrets? 
Are you talking to me? I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm watching both of your faces here going, hmm, here we go. We got two minutes before our next break. But it's um one of those things, Maria, do you have like comment? Do you have any regrets? And I know this is being vulnerable and raw. And it's when maybe one of those conversations where it's a hard conversation. It's easy to say to people, oh, I represent Mary Kay product and da, da, da. Or I'm a realtor and I love real estate. It's labels. But who is Maria? Who is Allah? So right here in front of me, I have a paper. And last year I wrote, who am I? I did. <laughs> and there's lots of things on there, you know, like, ah, I'm someone who likes to have fun. I jump for joy. You know, uh, things I, I like to do. I'm a very caring person, but would my one regret be that maybe I love too much? Because hmm, if I didn't love so much, maybe some of my life would not be as painful. <laughs> and I, yes. We're, we're going to hold on to that note because we're going to go into break. But that love, that unconditional love, the opposite of love is pain. The opposite of love is fear. And um, we're going to go into break. But when we come back, we're going to deep dive into that pain, Maria, that you're feeling. And Ella, I want to I want you to answer when we come back who you are. Listeners, think about that question. Who are you? Not what do you do, but who are you? What is your soul? We'll be right back after this break. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or look for the book on Amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. The next um, half of the show, we're almost we're like 10 minutes away, 12 minutes away from closing, but it's sponsored by my book, Now, um, now or Never, Shine Baby Shine. 
It's an international bestseller. You can buy on Amazon, Target, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart. And now it came out in Audible. So you can listen to my memoir, my story about my life. And um, maybe you can answer questions about who I am. No, I'm just joking. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about, I, I threw my guests for a loop and I, I asked them, you know, who are you? Not what do you do, but who are you? And um, we had, during break, we had some good conversations going on. But before we deep dive into that really quick, I always invite my guests to share with my listeners how they can get a hold of you. Um, Ella, you have a podcast. I know you're looking for, you know, guests on your show. And if they want to be a guest on your show, how would they reach out to you? Yeah, so I think the best way is just Instagram or email, but startthecombo.podcast is my Instagram. And that's where there's links to listen on different directories for the podcast. And then also, let me make sure, yes, startthecombo.pod at gmail.com is where people can reach out if they have questions about the show or they think they have a topic that would fit to be a guest. Um, But Instagram is where, yeah, I highlight different guests or talk about different topics. Um, and that's where they can find me. Okay, I love that. And I invite the listeners, reach out to them. I mean, conversations are so important. And Ella is, is an expert enthusiastic about this, <laughs> about the conversation thing. And I love that about her. Um, Maria, we haven't even talked about a little bit what you do with your business in Mary Kay. Um, but Skin product is always important. Makeup is always important. And I used some of the product last night. And this morning, I just feel like I'm glowy. And so <laughs> if people would love to like reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you? Okay. Uh, yes. So my email is mlherd, which is H-U-R-D, 54, at net zero, which is spelled out, dot net. Um, That is my email. And uh, next week, June 23rd, is my one day of the whole year that I set a goal to sell $1,000 of Mary Kay product in one day. So, if you That's want awesome. to help me yeah. out, uh, email me and uh, help me. <laughs> and I, you know what, uh, Maria does great things like that with the one day of raising $1,000. Last month or two months ago, you're doing a fundraiser of some sort where a certain percentage of the money you raised, right, was going someplace or you're giving it. Well, every October, I make chemo care kits. Okay. That's what it was. Yes. For uh, uh, ladies with breast cancer. Yes. And I love the fact that Maria is always on board to helping other people and things like that. Um, When we went into our last break, Maria was talking a little bit about who she is and she has a list of who she is. Before we deep dive into that, um, she said, is it so bad to love? Because if you love too deeply, if you love so much, the opposite of love is pain. And um, I want to deep dive into that for a moment. So explain to the listeners what that means. Hmm. Okay. Um, I know I am not the only person who has dealt with this. Uh, so last September, September 21st, 2021, uh, at uh, three minutes past noon, uh, my son, my oldest son, passed away of uh, COVID. Um, He left five children and a loving wife. So I loved him so much, okay? I did. I gave birth to him. I nurtured him. I raised him. I I loved and cared for him so very much. So, yeah. I love, um, you and I had that in common with losing, you know, 
a child. And I know there's many listeners who have dealt with that, who have lost child children or dear loved ones. Um, losing a child is something that's horrific and you never wish that upon anyone. And as um, Maria, when you said that, is it too, is it, is it bad to love too much? And when you say that, no, it's never bad to love too much. I mean, if we don't love, we're never going to experience the pain. And if we don't have pain, we're never going to experience love. Does that pain die down? Does that pain lessen over time? Having Kalina pass away in 2004 to now, it's been, what, 16, 18 years? Yes, it does lessen. But the scar is always there. And it will never go away, nor do you ever want it to go. Uh, so, yes, uh, I, I do appreciate you uh, sharing that with me, that, you know, it lessens somewhat as you go along. Uh, my uh, oldest daughter lost a three-month-old baby to SIDS 11 years ago. That was horrific, horrendous. Mm -hmm. Did I fully understand how it felt to her? I did not. And so over the past several months, I have apologized to her deeply. Yes. I have. Because... I am now part of the club. Yeah. It's a club nobody wants to belong to. Right. But I know now. I, I really know now. Yeah. And it's like, I am so sorry. Yes. And, there's, and that's human. I mean, we're sympathetic for people, but until we've experienced the same horrificness of someone else, then you become empathetic. And that empathy sets forth. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how it is. Um, Ella, I know I'm going to jump on, uh, jump into a conversation with you here. Um, who are you? Not what do you do, but who is Ella? Who is Ella? Yeah, when you asked that question before the break, it gave me a lot to think about and also just wanted to say thank you, Maria, for sharing that experience about your son and your granddaughter. I'm so sorry. And hearing those experiences and thinking about who I am, I think it is our relationships with our family members that often give us so much color and light. And like, I know that those are very kind of like philosophical words, but like, I think when I think about who I am, um, I'm always changing something that I practice every day is I write down in a journal, like three things that I'm grateful for. And then three, like I am statements. And I started doing this because I wanted to be more intentional about who I was telling myself that I am um, and what I'm capable of and like the gifts and, and the things that I have in my life. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say like a singular I am statement, but I'm just having all of these thoughts. And, um, you know, after hearing about your experiences with your family and about love and loss, Maria, I think it's like who we are is that culmination of all of the love and the loss. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a loss, but it's also this added experience that we now have to be, um, you know, compassionate to other people. And I have, everyone has their own different losses and challenges in their life. Um, so yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's not the answer you wanted. I don't feel like I can say this one sentence, but it's more caused a lot of reflection on, yeah, what are my own experiences that I've had? Um, and also what are the things every day that I am and the things that I can change and try to look at differently. Um, and that's what it is. It's reflection. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's one word. I believe it is reflection and it's constantly some days are going to be, we're going to, you know, all the stars are aligned and we're like, woo, it's like the perfect day. And then there's other days where it's like, oh, I can barely get out of bed. Like, I don't feel good. And every day, every moment is different. And the four agreement, there's, 
he's got, you know, the four agreements that Don McHale has written the book, four agreements, and I love it. But he's like, do your best, whatever that is. Some days are going to be better than others. Some days starts are aligned. Other days you're sick and you don't get everything accomplished. You have a sore throat or whatever's happening. But in that moment, in that time, you do the best you can. And if your best is sleeping and taking care of your body, you listen to your body, you go inward and listen to. And I think that's, you know, creating healthy boundaries, our, our whole affirmation and our whole, our whole title, show title today about journeys and observe, like observing other people around us and becoming more sympathetic and have empathy for others, even though a lot of times you don't understand the experience until you personally have gone through experiences. That is where, how we pay it forward. That's how mm-hmm. the, losing a child, how Maria, you, the next person you meet who has lost a child, you are going to have the empathy for that child. You know, Ella, the next person you meet who has done X, Y, Z, you're going to be able to, because of experiences in your life, which I know personally, some of your experiences of what, you know, your family and things, you are more open and loving and kind because you have had experiences within your family of things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And so you understand. And the whole journey of life is understanding, first of all, who we are, who are we, and then be able to share that with other people through our kindness, through our words, through our conversations, through healing, and through love and friendship. We have one minute before closing. And um, one word, I want each of you to give one word to my listeners of something they can think about this week. Ella, what would it be? I would say the word is present. Um, I think in order to achieve all of this of thinking about who we are and whether it's grief or communication or like everything we've talked about, I think you have to be present in your life. So that would be my one word. I love that. Present. Um, Maria, what about you? Friendship. Friendship. I value my friends. Good friends. Yes. I love that. Listeners, take into consideration what my guests have shared today about conversations, about being who they are, being true to themselves, about loving too much, about being present, and about being friends, and finding out who you really are. Remember our affirmations. I create and accept healthy boundaries. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies. We are here to experience our own story as we each walk our own personal path. Have an amazing day. And thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, The Choice is Yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon. 